Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Hey, David Vaughn here with Lori, back again for another edition of Rev Radio. It's Sunday night, November the 24th, and uh, it's some exciting stuff going on here. I know you are probably ready, Lori, for Thanksgiving and Christmas already, and but uh, I probably am not. But uh, this show is sponsored by uh, Crimer's Beer House, and Mark's mm-hmm. got some great Thanksgiving food and uh, Thanksgiving specials. Yeah, so every year they do on Black Friday. So this Black is going to be Friday, November Coming 29th. Up this Friday, yeah. Also my dad's birthday, but really? I'm just throwing I out know a what you can shameless get him. plug, right? Yeah. Um, on Friday the 29th, Black Friday from the hours of 10 to 4, you can go in and uh, buy gift certificates or gift cards and get some extra. So if you, um, you buy a $50 gift card, mm. you save... Uh, you get an extra ten dollars mm, if you buy a hundred dollars. You get an extra twenty-five if you buy five hundred dollars. You get an extra hundred dollars. So. That's what somebody needs to buy for their preacher. I don't know your favorite radio preacher. Five hundred. Uh, well, might be Joel Osteen. Anyway, <laughs> and he probably ha- he don't need I, it. Yeah, I'm like ah. Um, <laughs> That's a good deal. It is a good deal, and it's only from those hours of ten to four. So make sure to put that in your plans to stop down there on Black Friday if it's somewhere that you like to go yourself or like to treat other people to and want to support the supporter of our show, uh, please go out and see them on that day and, of course, every day. We are a fan of that. And I'm going to pause because there's so much going on at Whitewater. I'm going to let my communications guy, Joe Porter, talk just for a few minutes about all the things that are going on and what's up this week at Whitewater. We're obviously in hopes that you don't listen to this show, but that you come and visit on a Thursday night at 6.30 for a service or Sunday, 9.30, 11.15. This is like the years passing by. Some of you still haven't come. The decade's almost over. Please, please come visit us. So this is kind of a little bit about what's happening at our church uh, right now in this season of the Whitewater Church family. I'm going to let Joe talk, and then I'm going to come back and talk about a subject that's near and dear uh, to my heart. Hello, Whitewater. This is the Midweek Live, the Whitewater Midweek Live, where we keep you inspired and informed all during the week. I'm your host, Joe Porter, creative director here at Whitewater Crossing. And let's get right into it. Last week, uh, Micah, if you were on site at all or you watched online, really started pushing some buttons and kind of challenging us in some ways on how we're growing to be adults, spiritual adults, that is. And so a lot of us uh, in life have been figuring out how to do this adult thing and be responsible and uh, do all those things. But maybe spiritually we've stagnated and we never really moved to that point. So watch that uh, sermon or rewatch it or listen to it again. Uh, I think you would find it helpful. So we've had 442 people so far complete the spiritual survey that we have on the Recreate website, whitewatercrossing.org slash recreate. Again, this is for your benefit and for the church's collective benefit. So for you, it allows you to kind of know based on uh, a survey that's been taken by thousands and thousands of people all over the world uh, to kind of know a little bit where you are spiritually. And it helps us know where are our people at Whitewater spiritually. And it allows us to 
make sure that we're teaching and leading in a way that is helpful uh, most to you. So I would encourage you to take that. We'll be sharing the final results of that soon. This coming week, David is bringing the last installment of the Recreate series, talking about what it means to be a spiritual parent. And uh, if you are uh, those of you who are parents out there, you know there's a big difference between being an adult and a parent. And Micah actually walked through the four squares of what that means, and it doesn't have anything to do with uh, how you eat food. It has to do with uh, whether or not you prepare it yourself. And so if you are helping other people grow, that's a good hint that you might be a parent spiritually. If you're not, that might be a good uh, hint that maybe you've not moved that way in yet. So this week would be a great time to jump in. A couple of big things that are coming up that I'm sure you all know about already, but I want you to let them know a little bit know the why behind it. So Whitewater Toy Store, this is Christmas. Like this is really what Christmas is all about. It's about being generous to others. And so uh, it takes hundreds of people to pull off Toy Store every year. We're expecting a lot of families to shop and experience, and they'll experience a real hope of this Christmas season through what we do. So sign up by December 9th. You can serve in a lot of different areas. Um, and that event is actually happening on December the 14th. So you go to whitewatercrossing.org slash toy. It's right on the homepage or jump on the mobile app. Uh, you'll be able to find it. So I'm looking at the spots uh, that are available. So it looks like a lot of spots have already filled up, um, but we've got some areas uh, such as hospitality, um, watching over the kids uh, while the parents shop, um, craft, doing crafts and games with that. So a lot of the spots are filling up, so I'd jump on there. Everyone can still take a, an ornament from the wood walls when you're on site and you can buy a toy and bring it back and, and help stock the toy store. So um, if you're wondering why we do toy store, you can jump on the website and learn more about what the Life Center does all throughout the year. So this is a small part of what the Life Center does as part of also our Solve 7 efforts where we help people meet physical needs and it opens the door for spiritual opportunities for them to find hope down the road. And so all or most of these families that are shopping at the toy store are families that we already have an existing relationship at the White at the Life Center. So that way we uh, kind of know who they are. We know a little bit of their story. We know that they're positioned uh, in a season to where a season of shortage, but they also have shown uh, their ability to want to grow and to uh, learn in the future and, and make some changes. So it's not just a handout, but it's a hand up. So it's a really great, we've heard great stories every year of how people are used. Um, so that is Toy Store. All In is coming up. Uh, many of you who have been around here a while, you know those are exciting days. You yourself have been thinking about going all in with your faith through baptism or someone that you know. Uh, you'll want to plan on the beginning of the year. I'm looking at my calendar right now, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be January the 5th. So January 2nd for Thursday and January 5th. So mark that on your calendars. Um, that'll be a really special day. We'll be talking about it over Christmas Eve. So all the people that show up on Christmas Eve, they'll hear the good news of Jesus and uh, what they can do about that uh, in the coming weeks. So super Super great. So lots of ways for us to continue to grow spiritually with our actions. So not just, oh, we learned more information. Micah talked about that this last week. We're not uh, lacking in knowledge, 
um, a lot of us, we just need to be more obedient and take some action. So if your action is to go all in with your faith and trust in Jesus for the first time in your life, you need to do that. If your action is to actually start serving or giving of your time, Toy Store is a great action to do that. Um, So I'm going to end as we do on most weeks, or all weeks, I should say, on our devotion. So this is 2 Peter 1, verses 8 through 9. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten he was cleansed from his former sins. Growth is a natural part of life. So did you catch that? Growth is part of life. If we are alive and healthy, we should be growing. As we move from adolescence to adulthood, we really venture out of our parents' home to be on our own and begin our own home. After finding establishing, after finding and establishing our own identities, there's something inside of us that feels the need to reproduce ourselves, a desire to see our family line endure for generations. So it comes from deep inside and is linked to the God-given command to be fruitful and multiply from Genesis 1.22. In other words, become parents. So parents can take many forms, physical parents and grandparents, as well as spiritual parents and grandparents. As parents of a family, our family name may endure for generations, or it may end with us. But as spiritual parents, we have the ability to fulfill the desire that God placed in each of us to reproduce Christ who dwells in us. A name and a lineage that will endure for generations to come without ceasing. May it never be said of our physical or spiritual families that the name of Christ ended with us. Christ can and should be reproduced in our families, friends, and those we have influence with. So as a spiritual parent, you want to take your spiritual parenting to the next level. Look for ways to be an encourager. Help someone to take the next step into adulthood. Parenting is about families, and families are all about relationships. So establish relationships, and through those relationships, help people to see that we serve and we live and we love with a relational God who turns love towards us and relates to us. So we'll end on this prayer. Father, help me to look for opportunities to become a spiritual parent. Help me to establish relationships so that I can mirror my relationship with you. Father, help me to find ways to spiritually feed, nourish, and train those who bring into my life so that they may grow in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in this week and spending a few minutes with the Whitewater Midweek Live. We'll see you next week uh, after Thursday and Sunday, and we'll bring you another episode. And until then, start growing. All right, and we're back from that. And Lori, we've been doing this Recreate series, and uh, we're finishing that, uh, you know, most of that up. But in, in conjunction with this, we did this spiritual growth health survey in the church so people can, like, get on there on this link and kind of figure out where they were in the stages and ages of spiritual growth. Did you do this? I did do it. And yes. I, be honest, while I was taking it, it's about 100 questions, and I was feeling yeah. pretty good about myself. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm killing this. You know, because it's asking me yes. questions about your faith. And, yeah. and I'm like, yep, check, check. Check. Do you, you know, feel like the church provides you opportunities to grow? Yes. Do you think yes. the messaging is relevant? Yes. And I go through all that. And I think, you Did know, you I, rate your senior pastor high? 
Because that was a question on there. I was I did, worried it was, about it's that. It's anonymous. So, okay, I was you know. worried about that. Okay. <laughs> um, so I get to the end of it, and I found out that I'm a child. Um, okay. And I kind of felt good because I think I've taken it before years ago, and I was an infant then, so I felt good about that So t- t- we'll, we'll go through the things. You're like, uh, you start out really like you're lost or dead. That would be mm-hmm. how the Bible would talk about it spiritually. And it's not a bad thing. It just means you don't know. Yeah. You don't know then you, you don't have know. a baby, like an infant. Mm-hmm. That's stage one. Then, then a child. Child. And then an, an adult. adult. And then we kind of moved into last weekend being a parent, mm-hmm. a spiritual parent, yes. reproducing ourselves. Yes. So you came in in the second level, which is child, nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah. But then I realized I've been coming here for six years. Mm. And that's kind of that level where you are firm in your faith mm. and you are you know steadfast in your beliefs and you believe in Christ and have a relationship but you aren't moving so much in the direction of the next steps of becoming that um, adult where so basically I know how to feed my um, mm-hmm. to be fed but I'm not doing the best job at learning to feed myself so I now mm. know that I need to be more involved. I thought I was relatively involved, but be doing more things to be helping others mm. um, become infants if they're still lost, and then help you know them go through the phases as well. That's good. That's good. This is so helpful because I do think that most people probably they're happy where they're at, but they're not satisfied where they're at. So the biggest room for improvement, the biggest room in the world, is a room for improvement. I heard mm-hmm. somebody say. So. You've identified your stage, and then you're kind of like a little jolted in that. You know, that's still, still more to do in this yeah. new year to grow. You've come a long way in six years, though. Now, come on. I have. I do try to get I knew a little, a little bit little about reprieve. the old law. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm not like totally beating myself up, but it did teach me that I probably need to be doing some more things to be developing further spiritually and helping others. Some more spiritual discipline, some more exercises, some yeah. more steps. More practices. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'll be the first to admit that I I don't think I'm good at praying. I mean, that's hmm. a person. Yeah. I just, um, yeah. you know, I try and I, I know like sometimes when I'm praying, I get distracted and I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. What was I yeah. doing? You know, no. your mind wanders. So I'm trying to to exercise that practice a little bit better. My Bible reading has, has yeah, definitely it's improved. Been better. Absolutely. Um, my understanding of that is a little bit better, but luckily yes. we have good leaders and um, teachers here to help us understand some of the scripture that is a little, you know, over my pay grade. Yeah, I get it, but <laughs> not for long with that spirit, uh, you know, and with those new habits mm-hmm. that you have developed. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about something that's near and dear to my heart. I've entitled this Rev show tonight, Habits of Highly Successful People. You could uh, apply it to any specter or arena in your life. If you're listening to Eagle Country, maybe you're a business person. Maybe it's, it applies to your family. It applies to your spiritual growth as well. Uh, and so it applies to lots of stuff. And so what I've found is that successful people, and I've tried to learn from them, because uh, there are some things they do that made them successful. And what I found is that a person's success is based on them simply forming a habit of doing things that unsuccessful people will not do or don't do, or because they don't know that that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, 
Uh, and so th- I want to kind of give some helpful hints along the way about developing these high-capacity habits for high-capacity living and success. And I think some of us in Eagle Country might benefit from that as we kind of process our new year, which will soon be here. And usually most people take an assessment of their life, mm-hmm. maybe not the online spiritual gift assessment, but between Thanksgiving and Christmas, they're kind of thinking, yeah. how was my year? What do I need to do? So uh, someone author, an anonymous author, uh, kind of had a reading on this, and they called it the power of habit. Let me read it to you. You may know me. I'm your constant companion. I'm your greatest helper. I'm your heaviest burden. Uh, I will push you onward or drag you down to failure. I am at your command. Half the task you do might as well be turned over to me because I'm able to do them quickly. And I'm able to do them the same way every time if that's what you want. I'm easily managed. All you got to do is be firm with me. Show me exactly how you want it done. And after a few lessons, I'll do it automatically. I am the servant of all great men and women. And of course, the servant of the failures as well. I've made all the great individuals who have ever been great. But I've made all the failures a failure too. But I work with the precision of a marvelous computer and the intelligence of a human being. You may run me for profit. You may run me to ruin. Makes no difference to me. Take me and be easy with me. I will destroy you. Be firm with me and I'll put the world at your feet. Who am I? I am habit. Habit. So let's talk a little bit about habits. Uh, I got habits. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. You probably got a few habits. Mm -hmm. Some habits work for you. Some habits work against you. And one of the phrases I use is people want upside success, but they got downside habits. And so that's true personally. That's true for churches. That's true for companies. That's true for organizations. That's true for radio stations. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's true for everybody. So let me give you a couple of habits that I've noticed over the years that help people be successful. Number one, successful people do right and then they feel good. Because you're more likely to act yourself into feeling than to feel yourself into action. Sometimes when we say to somebody, do this, they will say, oh, that's a good idea. I'll do that when I feel like it. Mm -hmm. And the problem is they never feel like it. Most of the good stuff you want, you seldom feel good on the front end. But you feel so much better on the the back end. So think of working out, Mm -hmm. eating well, reading the Bible, Whatever, whatever seems unpleasant at the time, but you feel so much better on the back end. So part of being successful is just showing up. I'm going to do this regardless of how I feel. People who are unemployed, for example, maybe you're listening to this and you're looking for a job, which would be rare, by the way. In this economy, Mm -hmm. most people that want to work are working. But let's say you're having trouble getting a job. You can lay in bed all day. You can sit around and look at Facebook and watch Fox News or whatever you want to do. You can listen to Eagle Country all day, drink coffee, and wait until you feel like going and finding a job. That's probably not going to work too well. So you show up, you do the interviews, you get dressed, you shave, you shower, you go through your routine. Nevertheless, mentality is what you got. In spite of how I feel, I'm going to just act first. And the price always comes before the prize. So Vince Lombardi was a famous uh, football coach, and he said this, the job of a football coach is to make men do what they don't want to do in order to achieve what they have always wanted to be. 
And, uh, man, maybe the Bengals could use a little bit of that right now. I don't know. But successful people <laughs> do right, then they feel good. Number two, successful people put first things first. So the people I'm around in most successful prioritize their life. Mm-hmm. They prioritize their day. They prioritize their energy. So it's not just time management that makes people successful. It's energy management. When am I at my best? Some people are morning people. Mm-hmm. Are you a morning person? You don't strike me as a morning person. No. It's a good thing I, we record the radio show like on a, at night. No, I'm about a <laughs> like a nine to two-er. Okay, that's fine. That's probably yeah. my best hours, mm-hmm. really. Nine so, to two. Some people better at night. Some people better in the morning. That's I don't 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., not 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's what I was going to say. Maybe yeah. I need to clarify I go to that. bed early. <laughs> so you put, though, first things first. You prioritize your best work done at the best time for you. And so how do you do that? Well, I kind of like, I'm a list maker, so I list all the things that I have to do in a certain day, a certain week, month. And there's all kind of online tools to help you that. But you've got to do your top things well and put them at the top of the list. Seldom are they in the category of urgent that you have to do. Urgent seems to go to the top of the list every day for people. Mm-hmm. But urgent is not important. Urgent is, needs to come down on the list, unless it's an important urgent issue. Obviously, matter of life and death, that's pretty urgent and pretty mm-hmm. important. But by and large, most people meander through their life working on the bottom things first of their life. Then they don't get anything done. But if you work on this top priorities, you'll get 80% more done. There was an Italian guy... Pareto, who invented this 2080 principle. So if you work on your top 20, your top two priorities, the bottom, you'll accomplish 80% more. If you work on the bottom eight, you'll accomplish 80% less. You, you won't get it done. So keep your priorities right. Keep the main thing the main thing. The, the, the uh, most successful people I know are ruthless on priority setting, and they, they reset their priorities every day maybe the night before for the next day, and that keeps them on track. Number three, successful people keep growing. This We just talked about spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. They decide, I'm not happy just on where I used to be. I want to move on to another level, maybe it's spiritually, financially, with, with a family, with a career. So they keep growing. They keep trying new things. They keep inventing new ways to get stuff. They have a teachable spirit. John Wooden was a famous basketball coach out in UCLA. He said, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. So I'm not as smart as I used to be. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what a person who doesn't want to grow, set, you know, is always struggling with. Well, what you used to know isn't good enough anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the world that's rapidly changing. So successful people keep trying new things. They keep growing. They keep uh, reading. They, I can walk into any preacher's study and office in America and look at his books and tell you what year his brain died. That's true in every industry. So you stay current. You develop relationships with growing people. You're never satisfied. So you want, you're, you're content, but you're never satisfied. So when you are finished improving, you're through. You're finished. Because you got to keep growing, and growing people are always looking for this new stuff. I read a, a fascinating study the other day said that the, having shoes, you know, I noticed you got shoes, I got shoes on. The concept of left and right 
feet uh, uh, footed shoes is only like 110 years old. Hmm. There for a long time the shoes looked the same. It was only until somebody said, you know, that, that shoe would be more comfortable if I if, if I curve. curved it yeah. to left and right. And that's like a new concept. Who knew, you know? And now it's like memory foam and yeah. you know, there's keep improving. Yeah, arch supports. So successful people, they just keep growing. They're never quite satisfied. Number four, successful people, they think win win, W-I-N, W-I-N, or or no deal. In other words, they're always looking to cooperate and collaborate to get wins, not compete against other people. So when you have a cooperation mentality versus a competition, then you you have a, a, a wonderful uh, chemistry, and that's the secret sauce of prevailing. Seldom will you get your dreams without a bunch of other people wanting you to be successful. Mm-hmm. And if you view others as enemies, you're suspicious of them, you are insecure of them. They're going to get something that I deserve. All not you're going to you're not going to accomplish very much. But if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Uh, you see others as allies. Uh, you support them. You're secure. It's a team concept. Uh, you share what you have. You think win-win. You win, I win. Mm-hmm. And successful people have this that mindset. Uh, number five, successful people begin with the end in mind. And this kind of goes back to putting first things first. But successful people look ahead and they say, here's where I want to be in five years. So six years from now, hopefully you will have a plan of spiritual development where you're not still a child. Mm -hmm. You want to move to be an adult. You want to be a reproducing, multiplying adult spiritually. You you don't just want someone to feed you. You want to feed Mm -hmm. them. So successful people do that. I've also noticed that successful people think create, creatively and they and positively. They're like some of the most positive people you'll ever meet. And you probably can testify to this, Lori, as well as I can. Your attitude is your best friend or your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And your attitude will change when you want it to change. I've spent all my life trying to get people to get, have a good attitude. And I'm telling you, some people will never grow. They'll never have a, bit, a great attitude, have any success because their attitude stinks. And, you know, even God can't do something with you if you got a bad attitude. He's some, not going to trump you. Some days I have to actively choose to be positive and to ignore any of the inevitable influences that mm. I cannot control. That's true. And actually, in some ways, to remove expectations of certain people in your life and situations and just no matter what, no matter what it is, just focus on what you do best yeah. and staying positive for your, your own sanity for Absolutely. yourself. And surround yourself with people who are positive. Mm-hmm. That might be my joke of the week. I heard about this guy who entered his donkey in the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> so of course he came in last and the guy said, what are you talking about entering your why did you do that? Why did you put your donkey in the Kentucky Derby? He said, I thought the association with the thoroughbreds would do him good. I thought the association would do him good. I know a lot of people, they're hanging out with other donkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they need to hang out with some thoroughbreds. Mm-hmm. The last thing I would say that successful people do is they have a bias toward action. They don't wait till all the lights are green to go downtown before they go downtown. I'm just going to start out, and then God's going to provide, open up a step, and then I'll take another step. It's a bias toward action. They don't just sit and wait for life to come to them. They go after. Mm-hmm. In spite of their fear, they go after. So I have the mentality, you know what, let's do something even if it's wrong. 
because you can always recover from a mistake. You can never recover from apathy or lethargy. And so successful people, they just move on out and then see where it goes. So maybe this week uh, in your life, uh, you have been struggling with uh, uh, not being where you want to be. You're not, you don't consider yourself successful. Maybe some of these things that Lori and I talked about tonight might help you be more happy, fulfilled, fruitful, successful. And this Rev show will be the one that turns around the new year, a new you for a new year even. And so again, thanks for tuning in tonight. And I hope that you will continue uh, to tune in as this show evolves and as we speak words that will help you. We'd love to have you visit at Crimers, but more than that, we'd love to have you visit Whitewater Crossing. And our ultimate goal is to get you to Jesus, who's like the greatest leader, the high, most highly, talk about habits of success. Jesus Christ had them. So thanks again for tuning in for another show on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.